Bridgebank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. Bridgebank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridgebank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Hey y'all, what's happening? It's Pendarvis Harshaw. You're listening to Right Now Ish. This week, we're going back to a time pre-COVID nineteen. Walking up onto the dance floor, I feel wrong for having shoes on. Back to last summer when I got a history lesson from Jarrell Phillips. Uh, yes, I'm Jarrell, and we're at uh, Zako Dance Theater. Last year, the Zako Dance Theater in Bayview-Hunters Point ran a show titled Remembering 1619, in which Jarrell was a primary dancer in a performance about the arrival of enslaved people to colonial Virginia. 1619 is a date and a milestone representing when Africans first arrived here. Jarrell has been doing capoeira for years, and that performance was his first time using his art on stage to tell the stories of Africans who were on those first ships. In many ways, that performance exemplifies exactly who Jarrell is as both a storyteller and as an African-American man with deep family roots in San Francisco. More on that coming right up. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night. Knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Jarrell's connection to his roots isn't just performative. Nah, he lives it. His family has been in San Francisco for decades. His grandfather bought a building in Fillmore and ran an insurance business out of there until he died. And to this day, Jarrell sometimes works there and still refers to it as the office. In order to understand the significance of Jarrell's storytelling and his family's story, 
I had to take a trip to Fillmore to see it for myself. Your usual San Francisco building, kind of Victorian windows up top. Looks like the office was stained glass down bottom. Welcome, this is, this is home, which was my grandfather's insurance agency. Me and my oldest cousin were his receptionists and he made us do all his clerical work and granddaddy did not play. <laughs> so we did everything. I was 14 doing audits and everything. Uh, granddaddy was like one of those type of dudes. One of the things that always stood out to me was that a lot of his clients were a lot of the bless black bus drivers um, in San Francisco. I love the like, aspects of it that speak to the history. Not only just the photos, like you can see the photos, you see family history, but like the little pieces like this uh, cordless phone or uh, this Jackie Robinson hat over here or like light fixtures. Like the listings and the trophies and the awards and the gifts he always gave. Uh, nice gifts and a nice bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> oh, that's heartwarming. <laughs> it <Just> really <laughs> You are a culture keeper, a storyteller, trained capoeirista. What does that entail? When I'm playing capoeira, I'm quite literally performing traditions. It was started by Afro-Brazilians or Africans brought to Brazil. The, the main story that people always tell is that it was people trying to disguise their martial arts and making it look like a dance. I believe that there was that element, but I also believe there was just the element of it being a way in which individuals were able to preserve and repackage or adapt uh, values and traditions that they wanted to store within essentially movement. In taking what you know about capoeira and using that to inform what you're doing with, with contemporary dance. How would you explain that to somebody who's never seen it before? In Capoeira, I interact with the music and the person. So everything is in response to not just the music, but also the person. The dance is a back and forth that looks like a rhythmic fight or even a choreographed sparring match. Every move calculated and in tune with the music. And in this particular performance, he was also in tune with the person he was depicting from 1619. While I'm dancing, I'm almost embodying a character from the past. In this piece, I'm doing a flip off the boat. Like I'm one of the people that decides, yo, I'm not having this, I'm out. So I do that and then I'm supposed to kind of like move and dance really fluid as if I'm sinking in the water and saying my last prayer. Even within that, I'm supposed to be dancing, and, and it's a moment of freedom. It's not a moment of just peril and loss and death, right? Right. That's beautiful. And I'm sure at the same time, the audience is taken there. It's a lot different to see somebody hit a flip off of a staged <laughs> ship with shackles on like, than, than read about it, you know, or have somebody tell them, you know? So like, mm -hmm. physical representation of storytelling hits so much harder. Lineage-wise, you are a descendant of the people who created this artwork. Do you recognize that you are carrying that torch of not only your family, but also the lineage of which you come from right now here in San Francisco? And what does that mean to do so? Mm. Had you thought, had you thought, <laughs> it's pretty lofty. Had you thought of yourself as such? Like, all right, think about it, right? You, you hear the stories of how many black people get pushed out of San Francisco. You hear the stories of how this land grab is related to historical oppression that black people have faced throughout the creation of this country. Like, do you not recognize that you're carrying on that torch? Yes. <laughs> you said that with a, a deep, deep breath, breath, breath big chest. The deep breath comes from the fact that I'm 
recognizing and beginning to embrace that right now. I think that we consciously and also unconsciously hold on to a lot of this. I hope that people are able to not only connect in one way or another, but release in that story, but also in an understanding that we are the continuation of it. And that's all of us. That was Jarrell Phillips talking last summer. And since that interview was a year ago and COVID-19 has changed life for many of us, I figured it'd be a good time to just check in on Jarrell and see what he's up to now. Jarrell Phillips in the building. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm actually feeling in many ways as tiring as some of this stuff is. I also feel pretty energized. My friend asked me, uh, how are your spirits? I was just like awake. In all the ways, you know, like awake. Like, it's time. Yeah, that's that's a fortunate feeling to have, man, because so many people do not have that feeling, man. When COVID hit, I just decided I'm going to sit down and sit still, you know, like... It's like, we're always in this rush and like Capoeira's always gonna be there for me. I love Capoeira, that's not going anywhere. So one of my goals was actually to eventually do a class for black people. And I've been doing it only with my brother and his lady so far, because I wanna kind of like set the tone. So if pe when people come in, there's already kind of like a family vibe because I'm literally going with family first. I have this idea of how do you respect someone else's home if you don't already respect your own? Right, and then you could tie that to local black history, knowing local black history since you're dealing with a art form that has to do with uh, the African diaspora or black diaspora, but maybe out in Brazil, and which is the America still, but also to know your own. So like exploring your own heritage a little bit so that you can have a greater value for not just yourself, but also then apply that to others. Thank you again to Jarrell Phillips. You can keep up with his work by following him on Instagram at JarrellMP, all one word. And that's spelled J-A-R-R-E-L-M-P. And thank you to the team that made this podcast possible. That's producer Ashley Ann Krigbaum, editor Jessica Plachik, and Erica Aguilar, Holly Kernan, and David Marcus. Oh, before you go, I gotta remind you, share this podcast with your friend, with your family, on social media. It goes a long way. So please just take a few seconds, pass it on. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thanks for joining me. Peace. Call this a ring because it's a wrap. All right. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.